gospel today comes from the 13th chapter of Luke. At that time, some Pharisees said to him, get away from here if you want to live. Herod Antipas wants to kill you. And Jesus replied, you go tell that fox that I will keep on casting out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and the third day I will accomplish my purpose. Yes, today, tomorrow, and the next, I must proceed on my way, for it wouldn't do for a prophet of God to be killed except in Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets, stones God's messengers. How often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. Now look, your house is abandoned. You will never see me again until you say blessings to the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Here ends our reading. You may be seated. All right, we got some foxes and chickens. This is going to be a a good imagery story. I love these. Um, I want to talk a bit today about this uh, idea of this sort of imagery, especially around the idea of uh, branding that Jesus is using here as his people of faith. Um, I want to talk specifically, too, about Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. Why not, you know? Figure the audience is appropriate. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but over the past, like, year and a half, or so. It's been a little different around here. Did you notice that? It's very strange. Some strange things were happening. Um, Scott here has been doing a lot of help with our online worship. You see him back there in the orange shirt waving. Hello, Scott. Um, we've had online worship, which we've been really grateful for as people have gathered from all over the place. Hello to all of you worshiping uh, from far away. Uh, we've also changed up our worship schedule a bit. Um, we worshiped quite a bit outside, which I'm not opposed to. We keep doing that if the weather's right. Like, it was lovely out there. We did all sorts of things differently. We've got now our faith, out, we've got our faith connect hour with kids, adult forum. We've done a lot of new things. And I want to say how happy I am, how absolutely proud I am that this congregation has responded so daringly to the many challenges that we've faced in these times. The way we've stuck together. That's incredible. It's a real testament to the faith we espouse. Countless congregations did likewise, and I want to celebrate specifically the togetherness that was exhibited when we had to be far apart. I lift this up today because I was struck by the image of Jesus as a mother hen, a hen that's all about gathering her baby chicks under her wings. And I think that is such a powerful image um, because Jesus is in the Galilee at this time. He's not in Jerusalem. And this is where Herod operates. And Jesus is doing the thing that Jesus does, which is performing miracles, healing people, teaching, gathering great crowds as a mother hen would do. Um, And someone approaches him, a Pharisee, and says, Bud, I've heard you were thinking of heading to Jerusalem. I think you should get to stepping quick. Because Herod is fed up. Herod is about to scatter this. Herod is about to break this up. He's going to kill you. And Jesus says, yeah, well, that's what foxes do, don't they? He's not surprised by this. He says, yeah, they scatter, they divide, they isolate, they destroy. So you tell that fox, fine, fine. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. He can keep doing what he's doing because I got work to do anyway. So I'm heading to Jerusalem because that's where I go. I'm going to Jerusalem. And guess what? I'm not going to be doing fox work. I'm going to be doing mama hen work. 
I'm going to do the hen stuff. Big loving mama hen work. And see, that's the branding I want to talk about. Um, I bring it up that there could be some potential issues with a mama hen branding. Um, anyone here a fan of the bangles? I assume, right? Um, who here would like to change their name to the Cincinnati chickens? No? Why not? Because why, why do we want to be chickens when we could be tigers, bangles? You know, we want that. We don't want to be like a clucking little bird that we eat. Not on a football team, but here is Jesus saying it. Jesus saying, hey, predator, hey, cunning beast, hey, this is my deal. You know, this is what we're going to be. We're going to do hen stuff. And in hen stuff, I'm going to keep clucking and I'm going to keep gathering my little babies all the way to Jerusalem. And the whole world is going to come around to see in this way. And they'll see God. They'll see God, the big-breasted, large-winged, feathery, clucking image of the Almighty. Weird, right? Sounds weird. (laughs) A chicken. Branding. But that's the brand. I don't know if you guys are satisfied with us being chicky babies, but we are. I didn't choose it. Jesus did. We're stuck with it. Here's my pitch. We change Good Shepherd Lutheran Church to the hen house. Yeah? Everyone on board? No, I'm just kidding. We don't have to do that. Maybe we don't have to go that far, but in truth, in truth, I really do think there is some wisdom in this consideration. Not the name change. That's a bit. But a conversation around our identity. Conversation about Something the church does need to regularly ask itself about its character, about what it represents. Because if we're to call ourselves the church of the good shepherd, which it is a good name, it's a great name. But if we're going to call ourselves that, we would do well to look to the good shepherd Jesus Christ, who refers to himself as a mother hen, and ask ourselves, are we like a hen? Or do we fall more into the camp of being a fox. And to answer the question, I think we need to then ask, what characteristics of a hen does Jesus seek to regularly illuminate in his ways, in his ministry? Because we should do likewise, just like the Philippians text said. We should do likewise. We should imitate our teacher, the good shepherd. So going forward, I think, as we, as a church, continue to navigate whatever this time is, COVID, post-COVID, Good shepherd and truly all congregations who are coming out of this time and into another time, we are all tasked with a great opportunity of asking ourselves, what's our core identity? Who are we? What do we resemble? Do we resemble Jesus? Who are we? Who do we want to be? And how are we going to flourish and grow deeply, richly, powerfully into that identity? And as we see people returning to their rhythms, as we get messages from people, families, asking about faith formation programming, asking about how their kids can get baptized, how, what the worship schedule is now post that time, um, I think we would do well to give our full attention to whether we're a hen or a fox. I ask this only because I think the world is incredibly entrenched in habits that resemble habits of a fox. And by that I mean habits of division. Foxes are predators, right? They need to feed. And in order to survive, foxes need to divide vulnerable creatures from the stronger pack. Less vulnerable creatures 
keep them away. We need the vulnerable ones through cunning, through praying strategically. And this is what Jesus is talking about quite pointedly and politically about Herod. Herod is a ruler who rules like many rulers. He rules through intimidation, division. This is not unique. It's a common approach. You rule through your strength, predator and prey mentality, strength versus weakness. Break up any potential powerful groups that may seek to undermine him. John the Baptist was a problem. Now we've got a John the Baptist contemporary who's gathering people. Shut it down. Shut it down. It's going to be way harder to be effective and get what I want if this guy's standing in my way with his group of people. Like a fox, he will scatter the chickens, he will scatter the chicks, and he will eat as much as he can. And I ask, in the midst of this season we are in as a world, as a community, I wonder, do we see in places like Ukraine, do we see in places in our public discourse, in our politics, in our governance, do we see fox-like behavior? Do we see characteristics of the fox playing out anywhere else? Do you see predators seeking to divide in order to capitalize on the vulnerable? Ever wonder why we spend so much time, attention, vocal energy, the amount of things you hear on the news talking about differences of people's beliefs, practices, identity, instead of just maybe, perhaps, working towards something that would benefit, you know, everybody. We spend how much of our energy deciding who's in, who's out, who's the problem, who's the solution. We know it's easy to divide. I've preached on it a few times. I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record. But I think it's really important we notice this. It's very easy to divide because it's easier to eat. It's easier to lead smaller, angry, motivated groups than to lead big, healthy groups of diverse opinions. Good Shepherd is fortunate that we have, in the midst of this, remained so united in our shared mission, especially in terms of blessing our neighborhood, blessing the world, a mission of imitating Jesus. So fortunate we have not been divided irreparably in the midst of such unbelievable division amongst politics and communities, in the midst of a global pandemic. And I want to say how grateful I am of the ways that we have pursued a posture of the hen, of gathering, of gathering still. It's a different way of gathering sometimes online. It's a different way of gathering socially distanced. But we have sought that out, and I'm so proud of that. But at the same time, I want to say we are by no means a finished product. No way. We are not a finished product. I think we have much more opportunity ahead of us. I think the church in general has so many opportunities, and I want to encourage us in hearing this lesson today about Jesus calling himself a mother hen to pursue that posture even further as we move forward, post-COVID or whatever you call this. Because, folks, the work is not done. We are still living in a world where there are folks outside of this place, outside of this warmth, And it's because of that fact, this teaching from Jesus, prioritizing the heart of God to gather. And by that I mean to be a place of welcome. Gathering like a hen is what? It's wide open wings. It's vulnerable. It's exposing itself. It's wide open arms and boldly pursuing the character of God, that place of refuge, to be that place of healing, daring confidence, 
daring confidence that though foxes seek to divide and scatter by political beliefs, gender, identity, religion, nationality, sexual orientation, we don't play those games. We aren't playing the game of violence. We're not playing the game of scattering, separating, isolating, and devouring. We are not orphaning. We don't do the business of widowing. We will pursue ways of the hen, the way of our teacher, the way of gathering. We will gather, and like our teacher, we seek to gather all people. On this mountain, I will create a feast for all people. We will gather all people, and all means all. All because a mother's love is pretty big. (laughs) Mother hen has very big wings. Very big wings. All is the work of a mother hen, and that work is noble. That work is pure. The hen, Jesus Christ, has gathered us here. The spirit, like a descending dove, has sustained us here. And this message that we hear today, that is Christ's hope that the church would be a hen house. (laughs) That we would boldly gather those who otherwise would be scattered, who would otherwise feel isolated, those who have been left out in the open exposed. And we are going to say, not only are you welcome here, but we will put ourselves between you and all those that mean to isolate, expose, abandon. And we will say, no, I'm going to do this, this gathering, this mother hen stuff today, tomorrow, and the day after that, just like our good shepherd. And you know why I can say that? Because this table of mercy is way bigger than it looks. You know that, right? I always tell little kids, this is a time machine. This thing is huge. It goes back, forward. It it extends. Big table. It's too big to keep anyone away. It's too big to say there's not enough. To say that would be preposterous. The arms of our crucified and resurrected Savior were spread way too wide on the cross to leave anybody out. It would be ridiculous. It's amazing grace, right? Amazing. Big wings. And this building, this body, has plenty to spare, has plenty to share, and there is plenty of room. Because you know what? It wouldn't be God's if it wasn't. It wouldn't be God's if it didn't. Guys, these wings are huge. Big, big bird. And for that I say thanks be to God for such enormous wings for such warmth and security, for such welcome and such a purpose to gather and say, you are welcome here, always, forever, you are mine. And to that I say, thanks be to God. Amen.